Warning. The following podcast contains language which is suitable for adults and mature children only. Please listen at your own risk. Every day, hundreds of amusing stories escape the roving eyes of the general public to fester in the hidden corners of the internet. Until now. One team of unqualified friends has taken it upon themselves to expose these stories to a wider audience, to be referenced at dinner parties and uncomfortable gatherings at work. These brave explorers are the Internuts, and this is... The Internuts Podcast. You said a couple beers, but um, my wife, she opened a bottle of champagne for us Ooh. for the reason of the fact that we've had it for quite some time. This has to be the first time I've ever drinking it for no reason. Like, just because yeah. just you're a baller? I feel like a baller. Did you no pour it on your wife when you opened it? <laughs> I did. That was the end of both of us drinking it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just me in the corner with my laptop. <laughs> Women like that, though. Yeah, they do. They don't say so. Sometimes they'll yell that they don't, but they like it. I have a bottle of terrible Italian wine. There it is. It's a 2011 Pinot Grigio. Parents <laughs> are pretty big on brunch, mm-hmm. so champagne pops up pretty regularly. Mm. Do you go straight champagne, or do you do like a mimosa? I, I put enough orange juice in it to make it look like I'm not just drinking champagne at <laughs> 10 in the morning. I just have a big jug of screwdriver next to me right now. I went out and bought a $7 bottle of vodka. Nothing wrong with that. What what kind of vodka costs seven dollars exactly? Uh, actually, this is a Smirnoff, and I know the guy at the liquor store, so he hooked me up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we didn't used to drink really the first few shows, and then we learned we learned quick. Uh, I did every time you've ever had me on the show. Actually, usually I start drunk. Yeah, well, it helps that we don't we never start on time. <laughs> Since I started doing comedy, I've been on. I guess this is like the fourth uh, podcast I've been on. Two of them, one was in a bar, and then one was at somebody's house. But both times, actually the one at the house, they were banging beers. Like, I walked in, and it was like to the point where I thought something was wrong. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So, I mean, they, they, every one I've been on, it's, they, they drink a lot. So are we feeling are we feeling uh, suitably... Uh, drunk? Drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody take a couple big swallows, and um, well, that didn't sound right. <laughs> it sounded just right. This is episode 12 of the Internet's podcast. Uh, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, next month, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of this show, so make sure to check back at the end of September for a very special episode. Uh, we are releasing this episode right before Labor Day weekend, so I hope everybody out there is just just getting just getting down with some some labor over the weekend. <laughs> Just fucking, just having babies. <laughs> I'm delighted to introduce some returning friends tonight, as well as a brand new guest. First, I'd like to say hello to my dear friend, Ken Swanson. How are you, Ken? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me back. You're quite welcome. It's always a pleasure. I love it here. Um, what do you, What have you been up to this summer, as this summer is drawing to a close? I watched six full weeks of the Olympics. We can chat about the Olympics a bit. I did not watch any of that shit. Boy, did you miss America proving that we're about as good as China and Russia. <laughs> Are we better than, than Belarus? We're spelled better. <laughs> yeah, definitely spelled better. Uh, what else have you been up to this summer? Well, quit my job being a custodian. Now I'm going to be head janitor at this new place. That's pretty good. It's a big step for me. Years, years in the making. What new responsibilities do you have? 
I didn't mean to chime in. I, I gave you a green light for chiming. Um, the, the last voice you heard was um, a friend of mine. It is comedian and writer Glenn Tickle. Hello. What's up, Glenn? Uh, you know, just chiming in before my turn to <laughs> talk about the janitorial arts. So, uh, Glenn, what has been going on in uh, in your life? Just hanging out, getting shows canceled, <laughs> getting wives pregnant. Oh, is that a thing? That is a thing. To celebrate the cancellation of my show... <laughs> Uh, I got my wife pregnant. Because <laughs> what better time? There's a full baby in there. We're like 38%. That's a good amount of baby. Does it have uh, fingernails? Uh, Yeah. I actually just read a thing. We're like 15 weeks in. It's got little teeth nubs, which is gross. Super gross. Well, con- congratulations. I-, I-, I had not heard that. It was- Thanks. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is an exclusive. This is how we've decided to tell the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, Glenn, you, you mentioned um, in passing that... So the, the show at uh, Steel Stacks is no more? Uh, it's no longer at Steel Stacks. It's currently nowhere. Um, we're working on a new venue. Well, you'll have to keep us posted, and we'll, we'll pass it along. We did one this month at the Allentown Comic Con, and we don't currently have anything for September. We'll make it happen. Or won't. It's like a 50-50, I'd say. Everybody else who works on the show is way more interested in seeing it continue than I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I would like to, but, you know, trying is just so hard. It really is. Um, I also, I think I saw it maybe on Facebook or something like that. Are you uh, currently or going to be going to uh, UCB? Uh, Yeah, I am currently and going to be. You're both those things. Yeah, I'm doing their uh, sketch writing program. Very nice. Is that up in uh, New York? Yes. Nice. UCB is the University of... Um, Comedy Broadcasting. I was going to guess Carolina... Uh, buttress. Brigand. Carolina, the Carolina Buttress. <laughs> There's one in L.A. that I guess confuses a lot of people because before uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade opened in L.A., UCB almost exclusively meant UC Berkeley. Yeah. Now people in LA are like, oh, I have a show at UCB. Everyone's like, I'm not driving that far. Uh, Glenn, we just had a guy, um, one of my friends, Josh Philo, who's a Second City guy, uh, on the show last month. Is there any rivalry between UCB and Second City? And if so, how much blood has been shed? There might be, but if it is, it's with the, the improv people. I'm just doing the, the sketch writing program, uh, and I feel like there's a rivalry... Well, maybe not a rivalry. I just feel like all the improv people hate me. Oh, <laughs> that might just be you. It's a one-sided right. rivalry. <laughs> yeah, it's not even so much between sketch and improv. It's just uh, people don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of America's greatest rivalries. <laughs> well, it's hard to take a class at the UCB when you um, genuinely don't like improv at all. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that getting in the way a little. There's no one else in that class going to be like, man, you know it's the worst? improv yeah i feel like i feel like good improv is really good but bad improv which is about 98 percent of it is just terribly bad and it makes your heart hurt i think Hurdle's right there's a lot of bad and they choose to ignore it pretty easily like they have always have a positive attitude like the next greatest improv joke is about to happen on stage mm-hmm. if you're doing a movie and 35 takes suck no one sees those takes yeah but we see we see everybody's shit during improv we see what what's wrong what what doesn't end up being funny. Yeah. Live. Right up in your face. Yeah. Right near where I paid my money. To yep. Come watch. <laughs> Look at these mistakes we're making. <laughs> <laughs> hope, you, hope you don't miss that 30 bucks.
Lastly, before we get too far along in the podcast, we're going to welcome a newcomer to the show. It is comedian Brian Six. How are you doing, Brian? I am good. How are you guys doing? Super good. How's it going, Brian Six? Great. I actually, I, I, I was, I've been listening the whole time, and I didn't use my time in. Um, and I know we've discussed the, the the bad guy at the improv shows. That's me because I've been learning improv, and I'm fucking awful. And I'm, <laughs> I didn't want it to sound like I was shitting on improv altogether. It just, I don't like it. I try to like it. I do. I, mean, I do like it. It's just I, I feel like I'm lagging. I just feel like whatever I'm saying doesn't go over well because the guy I do do it with in my comedy group, Dan King, who's hilarious, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, keep talking. Keep going. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard varying reports that um, and now Brian, you and Glenn are both comedians, and I've heard that it's harder for comedians to do improv because they try and make everything like they try and have a punchline for everything. I think improv people, uh, if they learn that first, is their first step in comedy. I think stand up comes a lot easier to them. Yeah. I know more improvisers who try their hand at stand up than the other way around. I remember distinctly I took an improv class in high school. And it was one of those, I guess, short form improv where they just like give you props and they're like, oh, pretend this is something else. And I like I, I was just such complete shit at it. They would give me a ping pong paddle and then I'd be like, hey, I'm like, I'm playing ping pong. <laughs> it's so hard to just think of something completely top of your head, you know? Yeah, it's, a, it's a different entrance too. Like, if I'm, you know, doing stand up when I when I'm about to get on stage or about to get introduced, I, I don't really have not anymore. I mean, the first couple months, obviously, yeah, but now anymore, you kind of fall into a pattern with improv. If you know you're next to either do a, a skit or you're you know you've been lagging in the world worsening and you want to get out there and say something, it's a little bit more pressure. I feel I don't know if it's probably obviously because of the improv as opposed to doing a you know ten minute set somewhere, but I don't know what it is. But I put a lot more pressure on myself when it comes to the improv. The the only thing I've ever heard about improv that made sense to me was if you like before you do anything where you just have to think of something quick, you just think of a letter of the alphabet. Like whatever you're gonna say, we'll start with that letter yeah. of the alphabet. So like it, at least narrows it down a little. Bit. That's a very yeah. handy suggestion for all the young improvisers out there. We're here. We're here to provide a public service. If nothing, I have a lot of friends who do it, and they they all encourage me to try to do it because they know that I don't like it. <laughs> but it's not like stand-ups are are usually mean to each other. No. Like if I find out that a friend of mine got booked on a show, I'm not like, oh, good for them. It's why wasn't that? Why wasn't I booked for that show? Fuck that guy. I'm way funnier than him. <laughs> but like all the improvisers I know are like genuinely happy for each other for stuff. Fucking weirdos. Yeah, quit being so positive. I don't understand. Glenn, I think I see why you have. There's a couple other things to why you might have problems with with the improv groups. They're all like coming like shiny, smiling faces on stage, encouraging each other, and that. You're yeah, having, and I'm you're like, having no, none of it. Why, why are any of us even trying? <laughs> Every answer for World's Worst that I've ever given was just being alive, and then everybody gets sad. <laughs> world's Worst Thing being alive <laughs> and then everybody is just like oh but you have a you have a blast <laughs> <laughs> when a family member gets cancer <laughs> i'm sorry i thought it was world's worst genocide yeah. <laughs> it's aw just bring a writing partner to play a tuba behind you every time you say something <laughs> depressing i think that's funny you just <laughs> Um, before we get into the rest of the show, I want to take a quick minute to offer a special thank you to tonight's featured musical act, I guess. Uh, they were kind enough to let me use some music from their newest album for free without paying for it. They might honestly be my favorite band in the entire world. I'm amazed that they agreed to let me play the music. The band is called Lettuce, and they are going to 
completely blow your minds. Like the vegetable or uh, to allow a group? Um, the vegetable. <laughs> I'm sure they'll, they allow things as well. Like, that's that's their prerogative. But it's spelled like the vegetable. Hurdle, are you sure this wasn't just a dream you had last night? No. I, I, emailed, I emailed the manager, and um, he was, he's down with it. They are absolutely phenomenal. You hadn't privyed me that information, and I was kind of like, oh, well, this is some fancy band that only Hurdle heard of, and he's trying to lord that over everybody. But then you said it, and that is, that's the real deal. Yeah, we, we, uh, we saw them together, actually, Ken. We saw them in uh, New York a couple years back, I think. We did. I'm familiar with their work. Pick every type of brass instrument, and then decide who's uh, the best. Sousaphone. Nailed it. Yeah, world's best brass instrument. my argument was not that they it was that every person who plays that instrument feels like the best person to ever play that instrument that's how impressive they are especially the sousaphone guy yeah he's the only one everybody in their band is the best person at playing the instrument Mm -hmm. that's how good drums (laughs) that's it yep that's the only other instrument besides brass (laughs) world's worst band just a brass section and a drum that's every marching band, actually. <laughs> yeah. Take that, All improv and marching bands. <laughs> you were literally alienating the only people that listen to the show. Because you were, you were a big marching band kid, uh, Mr. Hurdle. I've seen you do so many field shows. Mm-hmm. What did you play? Sousaphone, right? You were a sousaphonist? I played the baritonist. Yeah. It's like a little baby, baby sousaphone. The sousaphone is too heavy? Mm-hmm. I'm weak. My scrawny high school body can't support this. My big fat adult body is certainly good, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've grown into that sousaphone. That's what I call it. <laughs> um, it's about the time of the show where we start getting into some internet stuff. Um, the first section is called Craigslist Personals. And right about here, we're going to play a theme song, just so you know. This is going to be really good. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
<laughs> it's terrifying to look at. There's a tumor pressing on my speech sense. Oh, my God. thrown an accent. His nutsack was dangling so low. Pendulously. It seemed to come up and smack him directly in the anus. <laughs> We're all so good at improv. I think we should all give ourselves a round of applause. Golf, golf clap. That sounded like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going to take our first break. Uh, as I said before, we are listening to the music of Lettuce. This is a song called Madison Square from their album Fly. Anyhow, <laughs> um, the first one is, it's a man looking for a woman. Uh, they don't give his age. Uh, the title of his post is Summertime Romance. Are you looking for a summertime romance that is both consensual yet carnal and mental? Hell yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest with all you babes out there. I'm getting sick of the playboy lifestyle. Preach, brother. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ready for anything super long term, but my man pool is definitely open for business up until the end of August, maybe September, and I'd like a 100% woman who wants to take a love dip during those hot summer nights. It's not that I'm afraid of commitment. I'm still married by the law to Anne. Name drop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little about me. People say I'm a bad boy, but you can't judge a book by its cover. I drive a convertible sports car. Whoa, bad boy. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. The rules don't apply to you. You don't have a roof on your car. Seriously. Um, I'm also a bold flavor man yep. from way back. 
Whether I'm grilling you up one of my signature steaks or blowing your mind with my world-famous brattato salad, that's my homemade potato salad with thick chunks of meaty cheddarwurst. Yep. I was wondering. What... <laughs> You're fair to wonder. I could only he just, guess. He just gave away the mystery. <laughs> He's already ruined it. I'm not going to answer this ad. I'm going to go make some cheddarwurst salad. You'll, you'll be eaten out of bounds 24-7. <laughs> Wow. If you want a mental picture of what my touch is like, just jump off a roof at the 357 mark in Still of the Night by Whitesnake. Wow. Can we all do that right now? All right, let's pause. Let's pause the show. <laughs> I'll sync up some Whitesnake and let's get nuts. Yeah, he did. He left a timestamp and everything, which is disturbing. Also, I'm always down for a top shelf margarita anytime. Are you saying all about the guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the guy. We, he hasn't mentioned the, the woman. So it's psychologically disturbing because you're jumping off a building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My touch is like the fear that you're about to crash into the ground at terminal <laughs> velocity and probably die. Yeah. My touch is like your you're imminent death. Uh, he, he finishes up by saying, if these things are to your enticement and maybe give you the lady tingles, then let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> lady tingles mm-hmm. yeah I had a girl last night with that broad you picked up on the bar oh my god I mean she had lady tingles so I thought that's a, that's a good sign right no, 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 no. I guess if, if you're having lady tingles while it's happening it's good I think if you have lady tingles the next day it's a lot more accurate <laughs> and for the rest of your life <laughs> You're going to get so many tingles. Penicillin cannot cure these lady tingles. I've never heard the phrase man pool. Yeah, you shouldn't. I couldn't tell if that was like a pool that's like really broed out. (laughs) (laughs) Just a lot of like floppy disintegrating Maxim cutouts in the pool. That's a man pool. (laughs) No ands allowed. Yeah. Sorry, Ann. Get up out of this pool. Go get me some cheddarwurst. I'm trying to make salad, Ann. (laughs) Shut up and get me a brat. I think I got some girls coming over. (laughs) The next one is a man looking for a man or a woman. This one is called Sexy Food Fight. Of course. Yes. Let's have a giant sexy food fight. (laughs) Stop selling, brother. You got me. You had me at let's. (laughs) You know that movie Hook? Yes, and there's that one part where all the Lost Boys are sitting at this giant-ass banquet table, but instead of eating, they just have a crazy wild food battle? Yeah, you remember. It was the (laughs) awesomest thing ever, and you've been secretly wanting to do that ever since. Well, guess what? Now we're grown-ass people, and we can do whatever we want. Why haven't I done this? Everyone can come. Cute, naked people covered in chocolate pudding. Reckless abandon. (laughs) Seriously, no pressure to have sex or do anything that you don't want to do except have a big, fucking, sexy food fight. (laughs) It's one of the best ideas I've heard in years. Yeah, I'd say, what kind of food do you think uh, falls in the category of a sexy food fight? Well, wasn't it all pretend food in Hook? I think he's just going to have a lot of pretend food, and then he's just going to rape some chicks. It wasn't real food, right? It was all just like weird colors. I think they had some real food, but it was a lot of just like multicolored puddings. That's all they could imagine. They were they weren't real boys. It's been so lost. long since they've seen real food. They just don't remember what it looks like. It's actually a really sad. Scene. <laughs> yeah, those kids are starving. I feel like that one fat lost boy is holding out on all the other lost boys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why he was put in charge. He was. He got Rufio's sword. Yeah, he did. Wait, let's no, get back to reality. That kid get the sword. Rufio gets the sword. No, he's dead, though. Oh, he died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he just ruined Hook. Shit. You know what else ruined Hook? This Craigslist posting. 
never gonna be able to watch that the same way. I had such fond memories, and now it's just like a weird lost boy orgy going on in my mind. And Robin Williams is in the mix. Get off those kids, Robin Williams. You're too hairy. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. It's a 48-year-old man looking for another man, and this one is actually from Philadelphia, so this is homegrown. Yep. Um, the title is J.O. on Rails. Now, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just going to dive into it. Want guy age 25 to 70. 25 to 70? Yeah. Get out of here, 24-year-old. Get out of here, you 71-year-old. Uh, one guy aged 25 to 70 to come over and J.O. in my model train room. I've heard this before. Have you? Yes. People have talked about this one with the playroom. This guy, I don't know if it's taken or not, but I've definitely heard this. Keep going, though. It's a classic. Mutual touching and stuff, but nothing more than that. I'm not gay. It's all H.O. scale. I hope they're talking about the trains. H.O. scale. Then after you finish, you can stomp around and kick the trains and buildings like a monster. <laughs> Um, don't break, they are my sons. What? <laughs> we can do this until 4 a.m. or until we get tired. Only those two things. I think my biggest problem with this ad is that they mutually jerk off before they do the creepy stomp around a train. How else are you going to celebrate? <laughs> I'm going the other way, though. I'm saying, like, if, if you're jerking off in some stranger's apartment or whatever the fuck... You're going to be automatically filled with shame, and you're not going to want to stomp around like your Godzilla. Right. But if you save that for the fucking cherry on top of the... The jerkin. Wait, so that's it? That's the end of the... Yeah, that's, that's all there is. Oh. <laughs> well, then. Jerry O'Connell. He does like that age range, too. I, le I learned that on sliders. John Rice Davies' character was 70 on that show, right? He was the <laughs> top of the... Yep. That was it. And then Natalie from Sports Night was 25. Yep. <laughs> Glenn, you know, you know a lot about sliders. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> the common thing that I've seen is it's always something from, well, my childhood specifically, which makes it doubly weird. <laughs> uh, it's like, Hook, let's play with some trains. Uh, and it's just never anything just like, hey, let's just get sloppy weird without <laughs> bringing Hook into it. I need a chubby kid throwing blue sauce in my face. <laughs> now, Glenn, I, I'm going to continue this trend. Uh, the next one is a man looking for a woman. He's 28 years old. I'm not going to read the uh, title of this one yet. Uh, this one is long, so try and bear with me. Um, oh, man, it's rough. <laughs> do you love to play Super Mario Brothers? Oh, you're goddamn yeah. right I do. Do you like to get tagged from behind while you do it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so far... This is the least weird one. By least weird, I'm I I so I 100% support this guy's quest. It goes on. You must know your way around the game before we meet. Again, that's pretty cool. Right. You don't want to turn around asking how to get through. You know, eight four. <laughs> how do I shoot fireballs again? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be shooting fireballs tomorrow. <laughs> uh oh. Must be open to anal sex. Uh, also, able to fake an orgasm is a plus. When's it not? Good, good call. When is it not? <laughs> yeah. Just life skills. Um, I will send you the address to a hotel and a room number. When you arrive, the door will be open. Please come in, close the door, and close the shades if they are still open. I will be in the bathroom, and the door will be closed. This is getting oh. a little weird now. It gets so much worse. I will be in the bathroom. Bad sign. I yeah. so want to be on board with this guy, but he's, he's losing me. Uh, turn on the TV and the Nintendo. Remove all of your clothing. 
Uh, turn off all lights in the room and kneel down on the bed so you're directly in the light of the TV. I'll be in the bathroom. Yeah, I'll be in the bathroom preparing my murder instruments. <laughs> you need to be facing the TV with your butt in the air pointed towards the pillows of the bed. Uh, okay. Right, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, press the start button on the controller when you are ready. <laughs> Enter world 1-1. One, one. Oh, Glenn, you were so on board with this guy, it's creeping me out. I will hear the sound and turn the lights off in the bathroom and come out. <laughs> You will not look directly at me. <laughs> when the first level starts, I will begin to finger you. Okay. And oh uh, god. When when you reach the end of level 1, make sure to trigger the fireworks. <laughs> this is vital to the entire experience. I must hear the fireworks. When level 2 begins and Mario walks into the pipe, I will penetrate you. <laughs> You may say things like more and yes, but nothing else. (laughs) I will continue having sex with you until the level ends. That's ambitious, because that's a pretty long level in terms of that game. It's underground. Do not take the secret level skip. (laughs) When you reach the flag, you must again trigger the fireworks and orgasm. Just like every girl, orgasming exactly whenever she wants to. Yep. Um, I will pull out. When 1-3 starts, I will put it in your butt. What? <laughs> you are allowed to say something like, oh god, or it hurts. You're allowed. <laughs> when level 1-4 starts, I will alternate between holes as I see fit. Nope, that's how you get infections. That's how you get pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand how this guy can say, I will go uh, between, you know, the front and the back, but she can't take the pipe that will be her secret pathway to the next level, but he can. <laughs> right. This is gender, it's gender bias. <laughs> I think we can all agree. When level 1-4 starts, <laughs> I will alternate between holes as I see fit. When the boss falls and you reach the princess, I will pull out. You may say something like, thanks, or I loved it. <laughs> It gives you more than one option every time. I like that. Mm-hmm. Choose your own terrible adventure. <laughs> if I am impressed, you may continue playing, and I will continue to pleasure you. If I am not, I will turn the Nintendo off and return to the bathroom. <laughs> At this time, you may clean yourself with the towel that is beside the bed, turn the lights on, redress, and leave. I may come back out and talk to you as you dress, but the conversation will likely be short and revolve around scheduling another time to get together. It's not about how we didn't make it to level two. (laughs) He does say, however, um, if it's good, I will consider Super Mario Brothers 3. (laughs) I do like that they skipped two entirely. Yeah, because everybody does. Yeah. So when the guy says impressed, is he talking about sexually or like how well you navigated through the Mario world? I feel like it's the latter. I thought it was cool that he said he'd come out of the bathroom and talk to you, but he would describe how that conversation would go if he had to do that. Yes. Right. I, th- I think the thing that we're not considering so far is that you have three lives. <laughs> and if, if you run out of lives, how is yeah. that going to play out exactly? If, if the guy railing you from behind is forcing you to do it, and you haven't played 1-3 in a few years, mm-hmm. you're going to fall. Yeah, you're going to. You're fucked twice. And you know he's got a duck hunt. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in that. When the dog laughs, you have to orgasm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about time that we move on to Yahoo Answers. Yeah. If, you, if you're not familiar with it, it's everybody on the internet can ask any kind of question they want. Sometimes it gets answered, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but they just ask these questions for everybody to respond to. Um, the, the first one is asked by Chloe. 
and she says, what is makeup remover? <laughs> I was watching one of my friends pack for horse camp. Of course you were. <laughs> and she packed this bottle of makeup remover. Is this still on the personal ads? No, this is Yahoo Answers. It would have got really weird when you mentioned horse camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I asked her what it was, she laughed at me. I think she thought I was joking. I don't know what it is because I don't ride horses. <laughs> That's why. Wait, what? So it's some girl <laughs> who saw her friend who was going to horse camp pack some makeup remover, and now she thinks it has something to do with horses. That's adorable. <laughs> Isn't it just... <laughs> Did anyone teach this girl what makeup remover was? There were no answers. Good for them. Good for the public. Yeah, this this one is more cute than, than terribly depressing, as, as long as she's the age that I think she is. 32. <laughs> yep. Uh, the next one down on the list is asked by Anonymous. And now this one is not so much terribly depressing as it is just like, this one really got my mind going. Can a Jedi lightsaber cut through Superman? No. All right, on to the next. <laughs> it can't. What if they have one of those green lightsabers? Which I can only assume is made of kryptonite. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> you could theoretically make a kryptonite lightsaber because they have crystals on the inside that focus the energy. Oh, Glenn. So if you use kryptonite as the crystal, oh, no. it might not be a particularly effective lightsaber. You're better off just using the kryptonite. Just take it out of the lightsaber and throw it at them. That's your best bet. <laughs> but Superman can fly through the sun, which is plasma, and that's what the beam of a lightsaber is so a lightsaber can't cut through superman oh shit that's actually a really good point and i first thought open. about it a lot <laughs> <laughs> this is the first open and shut case from yahoo answers we've ever had like that's the most definitive answer i might have ever yeah. heard i'm gonna find that on yahoo answers and shut that kid down <laughs> <laughs> the next one is asked by rami how do you get spaghetti stains out of underwear <laughs> by making good life decisions <laughs> I have gotten spaghetti stains in my underwear. My white cotton underwear. I have spaghetti stains in my white cotton underwear. Not to, not to put too fine a point on it. This is really this is really a girl who just got her period for the first time, right? I was, I was thinking that. My biggest concern is that they're talking about spaghetti stains and not, like, pasta sauce stains. Oh, right. Because, like, spaghetti stains is just going to be like, oh, it's a little bit discolored, kind of. It's kind of starchy. <laughs> There's so many people who have asked if a lightsaber can cut through Superman. <laughs> what if he's not around the yellow sun of Earth? What if he's by the red sun of Krypton? He's fucked. Right, what if he's on Tantooine and there's two yellow suns and then he's double Superman? <laughs> and he's going to bust everybody up. Jedi are fucked. My roommate is named Jarrell. Jarrell? That's the best. His name is Jarrell. We actually met at a, uh, my job. When I first time I met, he said, yeah. And he said, oh, what's your name? I said, oh, Brian. He said, oh, my name's Jarrell. I said, Jarrell. He goes, yeah. I go, really? I said, your parents big Superman fans. He said, no, my dad just made it up. Keep in mind, Jarrell is born in 84, so obviously he did not make it up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a vicious lie. When I tell my other friends, hey, you know, who's your roommate? What's his name? Oh, Jarrell? Ah, what, oh, I don't know. You live with a black guy now? And I'm like, mm, no, he's not. Not at all. <laughs> he's Kryptonian. That was my next question. <laughs> was race. He is not black. No, black Superman. That's, that's sad for the boy. No, I disagree. <laughs> Because if you name your kid Kal-El, you can just call him Cal, which is a normal name, but his yeah. name is also awesome. <laughs> Most people don't know that uh, Cal Ripken's given name is Kal-El. <laughs> Kal-El Ripken. <laughs> That's why he never missed a game. Yeah. <laughs> I just because... said it was sad for him because 
his dad's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to say. That's going to be weird. <laughs> oh, Nick Cage. All right, getting back to this spaghetti stains in the underwear. Straight up spaghetti. Get a little OxyClean in there. Yeah, I think that's the answer. OxyClean? Yeah. yeah. It's- Every podcast, we find one answer that works for everything, and I think OxyClean is the answer to all of these questions. Yeah, because lightsabers can't cut through Superman. Weirdly, OxyClean can. <laughs> He's filthy. OxyClean. Um, the, ne- the next one down is asked by LaFil de Salade. So, All-American. <laughs> yep, get it going. Um, he or she asks, well, I, actually, no, it's a she. Uh, my water just broke, but I need to finish watching this hilarious video on YouTube. Is there any way to hold off labor for another hour? I really don't want to miss the ending. Oh, who's loading an hour of video up on YouTube? Yeah, that's that's rare. Mm-hmm. You can bit torrent it. I think this is probably old, though. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. Also, YouTube is always there, so you can go ahead and have a baby. Right, pull then... it up on your phone on the way to the hospital. Yeah. That's fine. I'm going to time machine this one. I'm going to say this might be from a couple of years ago. I'm going to say if this is 2003. Oh, so they can't look at it at their phone. Just blame your child forever. That's what I'm going to do. I actually like that. How about we waste more time writing things on the internet? <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to watch the rest of this video, but I'm going to crank out a Yahoo answer real quick. Let me write this down real fast. I'm going to put so many Yahoo answers up while my child's being born. <laughs> you should. Oh, my God, Glenn. How do I get my wife to stop screaming at me? <laughs> why is my baby so gross looking right now? <laughs> oh, because they didn't rinse it off yet. That's why. Answer your own Yahoo question. Oh, never mind. The answer is OxyClean. <laughs> You're right. They threw some OxyClean on it. It looks fine now. It's all right. It's going to look like powder. <laughs> I hope the YouTube video she was loading up was how to have a baby. <laughs> because she needed to know. Uh, she does include some additional details. I'm not missing the ending. I already had to miss the homecoming dance because of this Bobby. <laughs> yep. Oh, Bobby. I thought she was having a British police officer. Uh, it's both. Or Bobby. The dad is Howie Mandel because she's having a Bobby. <laughs> From the Midwest. <laughs> See, I feel like the better Yahoo answer would have been, hey, how does this video end? Yeah. Brilliant. Just scrub to the end of the video. Or just ask, like, what happens if I wreck my life? Yeah. <laughs> Oxyclean. That's what happened. Uh, the, the the very final Yahoo answer is asked by Anonymous. He's on there a lot. Dude has so many unanswered questions. <laughs> How can I get this bird out of my rectum? Just believe in yourself and willpower. And OxyClean. <laughs> Just believe in it. <laughs> um, Anonymous goes on to say, it's been in there for about two hours now. Is it dead? Yep. <laughs> is there a chance I can get it out alive? Nope. I'm going to say no. What kind of bird is it? Is it are we talking crow style? Bald eagle. <laughs> not at the party. <laughs> no, it does not mention the, the genus or the species. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume owl. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They have big heads. It's a good erect good, size. Good neck bird. turning. Oh, that's a good point. They can go full 360 up in there. Oh, that's what everybody needs. There's you know, way too many sharp things on a bird. There's me- there's way too many bird parts on a bird. Yeah, there are. God, because even if just the feathers fall off, yeah. there's a pointy end. Everything on a bird is pointy. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing you could have inserted. What if it's just like a piece of fried chicken? Or, or a British woman. Oh. <laughs> oh. From the 60s. Yeah, a 60s. What if it's Liz Hurley from Austin Powers? She's been up there for two hours. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. There, it's on there. You can't edit that out. 
All right, time for some more music. Uh, This is another track off the album Fly by Lettuce. Uh, This one is called Let Sanity. So I hope you like it. Okay, we have one final segment, you guys. So pull up your email accounts. I've been reading it all day. This has been amazing, by oh, the way. It's no joke. I've never heard of this. It's awesome. By the way, it's the Internet's Fan Fiction Corner. Internet's Fan Fiction Corner! Each month, we read a couple chapters of a piece of Harry Potter fan fiction called My Immortal. So this is an ongoing thing? Yeah. Okay. So I can go back and listen to chapters 1 through 14? You really can. And I'm going to. (laughs) Once I get this bird out of my butt. (laughs) I'm hoping there's a chance that I have to cut at least one of those Yahoo answers from the final show. So it's just like Glenn just is talking about having to burn his butt. (laughs) We'll know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Just the four of us. Keep that between us and the bird. Uh, when when last we left off, our heroine, Ebony, was complaining because literally every male character in the story wanted to have sex with her. I know what that's like. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> ladies. Uh, how about we find out what other twists and turns the author has in store for us? Chapter 15. Ebony, Ebony, shouted Draco sadly. No, please come back. But I was too mad. Whatever. Now you can go and have sex with Vampire, I shouted. I stormed into my room and closed my black door with my blood-red key. It had a picture of Marilyn Manson on it. He looked so sexy in a way that reminded me of Draco and Vampire. I started to cry and weep. I took a razor and started to slit my wrists. (laughs) Which is a really ongoing theme in this. I drank the blood all depressed. Then I looked at my black Good Charlotte watch and noticed it was time to go to biology class. I put on a short ripped black gothic dress that said anarchy on the front in blood red letters and was all ripped and a spiky belt. Under that, I put on ripped black fishnets and boots that said Joel all over them with blood red letters. I put my ebony black hair out. Anyway, 
I went downstairs feeling all sad and depressed as usual. I did some advanced biology work. I was turning a bloody pentagram into a black guitar, as you do. Suddenly the guitar turned into Draco. <laughs> Ebony, I love you, he, he shouted sadly. <laughs> I don't care what those fucker preps and posers think. You're the most beautiful girl in the world. Before I met you, I used to commit suicide all the time. <laughs> now I just want to fucking be with you. I fucking love you. Then he started to sing The Chronicles of Life and Death right in front of the entire class. His singing voice was so amazing and gothic and sexy, like a cross between Gerard, Joel, Chester, Pierre, and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> OMFG, I said. Some fucking preps stared at us, but I just stuck up my middle fingers at them. I love you, I said, and then we started to kiss, just like Hilary Duff. I fucking hate that bitch. <laughs> but you kiss like her. <laughs> <laughs> then we went away holding hands. Lupin shouted at us, but he stopped because everyone was clapping at how sexy we looked together. Slow clap. <laughs> we looked at each other, all shocked, and then we went together. Mm. <laughs> what, what does that mean? We started to kiss like Hillary Duff. It means it was super cool ten years ago, and now nobody knows what you're talking about. She's only seen one person kiss before, even though she hates that bitch. Right about what you know. That's... Rule number one. Write what you hate. <laughs> what about when she names the uh, when she names the first name? She says Gerard, Joel, Chester, Pierre, and Marilyn Manson. Is that a combination of inside people and then one random celebrity? Every single chapter, she references either Good Charlotte, Marilyn Manson, or My Chemical Romance. So since I can't name any of the, <laughs> the people in those bands, I think that's probably who it is. Uh, See, that was the one that had asterisks, so I thought maybe she, there was a footnote explaining who those people were. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> you give her too much credit. Yeah. That, that would be the most hilarious thing if she had a secondary, a lot of in, indices and um, a lot of references. <laughs> Just want you know, anyone to think she's plagiarizing. Mm -hmm. Chapter 16. What the fuck, Draco? I'm not going to a concert with you, I shouted angrily. Not after what happened to me last time, even if it's MCR, and you know how much I like them. What? Because we, you know, he gadgeted uncomfortably, because guys don't like to talk about you-know-what. Gadgeting? Yeah, because we did you-know-what. I yielded. Uh, how you use that word? <laughs> Not close. We won't do that again, Draco promised. This time, we're going with an escort. WTF? Are you giving in to the mainstream? I asked. So I guess you're a prep now? <laughs> Good reading. No, he muttered loudly. <laughs> Are you becoming a prep or what? I shooted angrily. <laughs> Ebony, I'm not. Please come with me. He fell down to his knees and started singing The World is Black by Good Charlotte to me. I was flattened, because that's not even a single. <laughs> he had memorized the lyrics, just for me. Okay, then I guess I will have to, I said. And then we Frenched for a while, and I went up to my room. <laughs> Bloody Mary was standing there. Had your memorize, girl, she said happily. She specs Japanese, and so do I. That means, how do you do, in Japanese. So that's parentheses. I'm not sure if I should have read that. Oh, that's appropriate. BTW, Willow, that fucking poser got expelled. <laughs> she failed all her classes and she skipped math. 
It serves that fucking bitch right, I laugh angrily. <laughs> well, anyway, we were feeling all depressed. We watched some gothic movies like Das Nightmare before Christmas. Baby Willow will die, too, I said. Oh, yeah, I have a confession. <laughs> After she got expelled, I murdered her. <laughs> and, and Den Lupin did it with her, because he's a necophilac. <laughs> I'm just reading the words. I'm just reading words. Kawhi, I call it. We talked to each other in silence for the rest of the movie. You can't oh, do that. In silence, it's hard. It's hard to do. <laughs> oh, hey, BTW, I'm going to a concert with Draco tonight at Hogsmeade, I said. I need to wear, like, the hottest outfit ever. Mm. Bloody Mary nodded angrygetically. <laughs> totally, let's go shopping. In Hot Topic, right? I asked, already getting out my special Hot Topic loyalty card. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, my head, my head snaped up. What? My head's fun. I could not believe it. Are you a brat? No, no, she laughed. I found some cool graphic stores near Hogwarts, that's all. Who told you about them, I asked. Sure, it would be Draco, or Diabolo, or Vampire. <laughs> Dumbledore, she said. <laughs> Let me just call our Brahms. Dumbledore? I asked quietly. Yeah, I saw the map of Hogsmeade on his desk, she told me. Come on, let's go. We were going in a few goth stores. Especially for the concert in Hogsmeade. The salesperson was OMG. Hot. <laughs> and he gave me a few dresses. We only have these for the real goths. The real goths? Me and Bloody Mary asked. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how many posers there are in this town, man. I ran out of the changing room wearing a long black dress with lots of red tails coming out and very low cut with a huge slit. I bet she has a huge slit. Everybody knows it. Zing? <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Oh, my Satan! <laughs> you have to buy that outfit, the salesperson said. Yeah, it looks totally hot, said Blow Mary. You know what? I'm going to give it to you free, because you look really hot in that outfit. <laughs> hey, are you going to be at the concert tonight, he asked. I looked back at him. Hey, BTW, my name's Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. What's yours? Tom Rids. <laughs> he said, and ran a hand through his black dyed hair. Maybe I'll see you there tonight. Yeah, I don't think so, because I'm going there with my BF, Draco, you sick perv, I yelled angrily. But before he could beg me to go with him, Hargrid flew in on his black broom looking worried. Oh, that is a real word. <laughs> worried is a real word. You need to get back to the castle now. Oh, shit. Cliffhanger. Wow. I want to preface this by saying, you sent this to me earlier today, and I read the first part of it and then thought, I'd much rather just read it blind. <laughs> So I have my page set up. It just says chapter 17. I'm going to scroll down for the very first time. I also want to preface it by saying that uh, fan fiction <laughs> is the weirdest genre of anything. All right, so I got my disclaimers out of the way. I'm prepared for chapter I'm on 17, the edge of my seat. which I will now scroll down to for the very first time. <laughs> Tom Riddle gave us some clothes and stuff, number four, free. <laughs> he said he would help us with Makeup, if we wanted Coe's, he was really into fashion, parentheses, he's bisexual. <laughs> Hargard kept shouting at us to come back to Hogwarts. What wow. the fuck, Hargard? I shouted angrily. Fuck off, you fucking bastard. Well, anyway, Willow came. Hargard went away angrily. Hey, bitch, you look kawaii, you said. Not as kawaii as you. You look like an island. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was I threw that in there. That wasn't in the real thing. <laughs> that was an ad lib. I answered sadly because Willow's really pretty and everything. She was wearing a short black corset thingy with blood red lace on it and a black miniskirt, leather fishnets, and a black pointy boots that showed off how pale she was. I'm sorry, woos. She had a really nice body with big bobs and everything. <laughs> She was thin enough to be anorexic. So are you going to the concert with Draco? She asked. Yeah, I said happily. Well, anyway, Draco and Diabolo came. They were both being extremely hot and sexy, and you could tell they thought we were too. Diabolo was wearing a black t-shirt that said 666 on it. Draco was wearing black leather pants and a gothic black good Charlotte t-shirt. Well, anyway, we all went to Draco's black mercy band that his dad gave him. We did pot, coke, and crack. Obviously. Right from CR was the sexiest guy ever. Wow. Looked even sexier than he did in pics. <laughs> we was really skinny, and he had an amazing ethnic voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming he doesn't really have an ethnic voice at all. Guy named Gerard. Super ethnic. I gasped. It wasn't Gerard at all. An ugly preppy man with no nose and red eyes. Oh, shit. Oh, no. It was dot, 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 dot. Baltimore and the death dealings. Moronic idiots, he shooted angstily. Thou have failed, and now I shall kill thou and Draco. No, no, please, we begged sadly, but he took out his knife. Suddenly, a gothic old man flew on his broomstick. He had long black hair and a long beard. He was wearing a black robe and said, Avril Lavigne on the back. It was Dumbledore. <laughs> How did that... What was Dumbledore? Dude, all I know is Diabolo has to be the hottest dude ever. Yeah, I feel like that's a girl. Oh shit! <laughs> is it? Oh, you're right. It was a lot. It was big. She had big bobs. <laughs> yeah, she had the biggest bobs in town. If you need any kind of girl, you need a girl with big bobs. What about bobs? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're ready for chapter 18. Entirely. I woke up the next day in my coffin. The night before. Draco and I went back to the school. Dumbledore chased Watermark away. We flew there on our broom. Mine was black and the broom stuff was red. The broom stuff. Draco had a black My Chemical Romance broom. <laughs> anyway, I went down to the great hall. All the walls were painted black and the tables were black too. And there were posters of poser bands out everywhere, like Ashley Simpson and the Backstreet Boys. Ew. Ew. <laughs> we started talking about who was sexier, Gerard Way or Billy Joe Armstrong. The boys joined in because they were by. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickened. <laughs> Those guys are so fucking hot, Navelle was saying, when suddenly a gothic old man with a black beard and everything came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. He was the same one who had chased away Walmart yesterday. He had normal tan skin, but he was wearing white foundation. Dumbledore! We all gasped. WTF? I shouted angrily. I thought he was just wearing that to scare Voldemort. <laughs> As you can see, I gave the room a makeover. What do you think about it? Well, we just looked at each other all disgusted and shook our heads. What a fucking poser, Draco shouted angrily as he went to the magic transformation. I bet he was having a midnight crisis, Willow shouted. To be continued. Oh, That's shit. Very exciting. Vampire showed up, came, 
Everybody came. They came all over that story. I've worked with children in every grade of education, and at no point would this have been a passing grade. <laughs> like, if a first grader handed this in, and be like, I'm sorry, this is gibberish, you failed. <laughs> Bad job. The brilliance of the story is I have no idea when the climax of the plot happens. We've gone through 19 chapters, and everything seems to be right about at the same spot. At the starting line. <laughs> Either none of it's climax, or it's all climax. I don't, I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> yeah, I like that better. Yeah. Well, goddamn, guys, we have made it through the entire show. We done did it. It's the, the Glenn, Ken, and Brian hour. On WPPL. <laughs> <laughs> energy energy radio just take that sound bite uh, I do want to say uh, a quick thank you again to Ken Swanson for being here tonight thank you so much Ken always happy to be here invite me every time uh, no I can't <laughs> <laughs> alright just putting that out there uh, I also want to say thank you to my friend uh, Glenn Tickle happy happy to be here uh, Glenn do you have anything to promote in the coming months I'm not sure if you do or not uh, I'm in a comedy competition on Staten Island the next round's I think September 26th Oh, very cool. If you have people who listen to this on Staten Island. That's my entire audience. It's weird that you would say that. <laughs> Come hear me talk about being from New Jersey and talk about my impending child. Is it I don't think I'm supposed to call it impending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a name for this uh, comedy competition in Staten Island? Oh, I'm sure there is. It's at the Looney Bin Comedy Club, which makes me uncomfortable to say. Yep. No comedy clubs have names that aren't stupid. Better than Chuckle Hut. But that's where it is. You can look it up on the Facebook. I think they should bring the the back. I don't care what Justin Timberlake says. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in between. Then we're at an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I finally want to thank uh, Brian Six for being here. Thank you, man. That was this was awesome. I had a blast reading uh, the WTF. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah. You look for anything between me and the other three comics I worked with, who was Dan King, Andrew Spasato, and Tim Ramis on B.A. Comedian. That is the letter B, the letter A, Comedian. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we are all over the place. Like B.A. Baracus from the 18th? Absolutely like B.A. Baracus. So it's like badass comedian. Technically on the, the A-team, it was bad attitude. Not where I come from. I'd, I'm yeah. a, I'd, I'd also like to um, promote something. Yes, please. I'm going to be doing a broom dance show <laughs> at Jeff, Jefferson Elementary with the, the other gen, the janitors that are above me. Kind of a Labor Day, Labor Day, celebrating labor. Is this for an audience or is this just you guys? Just a bunch of children. <laughs> <laughs> Adults not allowed. <laughs> Come on down. This sounds sinister. <laughs> well, anyhow, I want to I want to give one last thank you uh, to Lettuce for letting us use their music. For let us using their music. And it almost worked. They're not gonna let us now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, that's it for the August show. We're going to be back in September with a special anniversary show. Uh, but until then, how about we all say goodnight? Night-night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>